Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you ready for the best damn sports radio show on the planet? Man Hour Nation? Rise up. I would like to personally welcome you to Man Hour After Dark. Say that thing. Why bring you the host, Mike, Buck, and Cone? You know they come more to the sports talk than what you about to hear right here. I second that. Go. You know that that's us when we talking about sports. Giving you facts on the field to the core. Tune in, we need the support. One hour too short, they'll listen some more. Oh no, your station not dropping no music. Starts like Adidas, but Nike just do it. Down four on the fourth, we go for the win. Michael, two seconds, we taking it in. Buck, Mike, and Combs, you know what's going on. Man, now we're out the dark. No LA, we the big spark. No fourth and it just won't cut short. Got the best talking, it's all sports. Buzzing more than buzzer beaters. We coming live, all three speaks go. And what is up, Man Hour Nation? Michael Bakasha here with the Man Hour. Head over to manhourradio.com and check out the merchandise page. And of course, use promo code SUNSET. Till the end of the week, I got confirmation is the end of this week that that promo code is officially over. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Head over to thrivefantasy.com and use promo code MANHOUR and they'll match up to $50 on your first deposit. That is thrivefantasy.com, promo code MANHOUR. You can also download that on Android and iOS devices. One thing you cannot download on iOS devices, that's Brandon BC Combs. What's going on, Combsy? What is going on, Michael Buckheister? What is going on, Man Hour Nation? 313 The Flash, Belly Up Sports, all the people over in the UK. What is going on? Buck, did 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 somebody pee on your Cheerios today, man? You you sound a little a little down and out opening up the show. You're just like, what's up, man hour nation? Like Put some bass in your voice, man. We are man hour. We are live. <laughs> there is no, there's no work right now. There is no wife. There is no kids. There is just you, me, and a whole lot of sports talk, baby. Yeah, I mean, sorry, sorry to come in all week and stuff. It just it, this this week's kind of off with football practice being late because fall break and whatnot. Which, first things first, Combs, did you guys have fall break when like you were in like in school, like a random two weeks off in the middle of like October? No, no, man. Like, no, me neither. I, kids get so much <laughs> extra time off now. Like, what is eight? Like, there, there's an April vacation now. Yeah. What the hell is April vacation? Where was that when I was a kid? I mean, we had spring break, but that was like three days in like late March, and that's about it. Yeah. But, uh, you but, know what else kids get the benefit of now? Man, there's a lot of hot teachers that sleep with their students, and there yeah. was none of that when I was a kid, man. I, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you'd have to go go guilt. <laughs> Guilf range on Lahayak on that if you wanted some of that action. But speaking of gilfs, Tom Brady and Mac Jones went at it last night, and it came down to a final field goal, which the Patriots ultimately missed, and Tom Brady escaped Foxborough with a win. So one thing that many people want to take this game, it is Tom Brady versus Mac Jones. Mac Jones versus Tom Brady, right? So, let, Combs, let me ask you this question right here, right now. 
We saw Mac Jones take leaps and bounds last night and go to toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Buccaneers. Is Mac Jones the next Tom Brady, Combs? No. Uh, I don't think there is a next Tom Brady. I think it's going to be a very, very long time before we see anybody go to 10 Super Bowls and win seven of them. But I will say that last night actually felt like a passing of the torch. It, like, it felt like it gave Patriots fans some closure, right? It felt like it gave the Patriots fans the ability to say, all right, we cheered you on. Now it's time to boo you. Now it's time to cheer for our guy, which is Mac Jones. And he played pretty well. Yeah. And that that Patriots defense played really well against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think it hurt the Bucks a little bit that Gronk was out because that helped that hurt with Tom Brady's number one target being out that always, you know, puts you in a in a different, you know, set of set of circumstances with, with your playbook when you're used to going to one guy and now you gotta find some other guys, right? Yeah, but, exactly right. But it, it really felt like this was Mac Jones passing of the torch. This was his coming out party. Now I still don't think that they're better than a eight, maybe nine win team at the most. And I still feel like he's going to have some growing pains, but I feel like he can lead this team for the next 10 to 15 years. If he stays healthy, I, I think he's good enough. I think he's smart enough. I think he's strong enough and God darn it. We'd like him. Yeah. It, it, it is Mac Jones. More you didn't likeable. get that reference. Did you? No, I didn't. Uh, it was oh, kind of the old Saturday night live skit. I'm say it to yourself. I'm good enough. I'm strong enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. Do people like Mac Jones though more than Tom <laughs> Tom Brady? Like right now? No, no. I you know I I think that I think people in New England were able to get past that last night. Where now, yes, now they're rooting more for Tom for Mac Jones than they are for Tom Brady. I think last night it was kind of a mix. People were still kind of confused. And, and by the way, I won that bet with that over-under of yeah, the combination did. jerseys. <laughs> yeah, there were way <laughs> so, there were so many of those combination jerseys last night. It wasn't even funny. It was actually kind of sickening. It was like, hey guy, come on. That's that's yeah. not your it's not your guy no more. Um but I think it, this allowed Patriots fans the, the closure they needed, like breaking up with, you know, leaving, you know, a spouse or breaking up with a girlfriend or boyfriend where you just need that closure to finally say, all right, you know what? I'm over it. It's time for me to give somebody else a chance. And that's where they're at. I think that's where Patriots fans are. And I think it was good for them. I think it was good for for them. I think it was good for Tom Brady. And then Tom Brady <laughs> threw it right back at him, you know, <laughs> with that old X talk. Where it's yeah. like, you know, maybe there might be a chance later on where we could get back together. And Patriots fans are like, no, nah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> uh, yeah, like like as soon as Tom Brady said that, well, first things first, the post-game handshake between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, was that like the second most awkward thing you've ever seen in your life? No, I mean, not a lot of Bill Belichick's handshakes are like that. He's quick. He's short. Um, but I don't know if you heard, but there was a 20-minute meeting between him and Tom Brady after the game oh, no, uh, where Bill Belichick went to the Buccaneers locker room, met with Tom Brady for about 20 minutes um, by himself with no cameras, no, you know what I mean? So right. they, they had their talk, and, you know, Tom and, and Bill both said they're, you know, they're not going to talk about what was discussed, but, you know, it's... 
that is was what it a, is. I mean, but Bill Belichick probably went to him and said, all right, hey, look, you won a Super Bowl without me. You came into my house. You beat me again. So, you know, I guess you you really are the, the GOAT. That was a AKA, hey, I got a coaching spot for you when, he, <laughs> when you want to come and uh, train. I Mac don't think Jones. Brady will go that way. I don't think Brady will go that way. Uh, I really don't. Do you think Brady would be a better coach or a better commentator? I think that once Brady's done with football, I think he's done with yeah. football. You think he's going to golf what, and do He's going to go spend time TikToks. with his kids yeah. and with his and with, you know, with Giselle and his supermodel wife and he's going to finally enjoy the fruits of of that life and and just go away and he'll be he'll be a lot like uh, Joe Montana. You yeah. know, you, you, after Joe Montana retired, you really haven't heard much from Joe Montana from right. time to time. You'll see a commercial here or there. But it's it's very rare that you hear from Joe Montana. Yeah. So, so before I ask you the next question here, let's let's go ahead and uh, welcome a lot of people into the chat here. We have some members popping up. We have Nana. She's a nine to nine member here at YouTube.com forward slash man hour. She says, hey, hey, guys. And then she asks how Michelle's kids is doing, because if you guys remember from, from last night, uh, Michelle's daughter broke her thumb and she has a follow up on Wednesday. So huge, huge shout out to those guys for becoming a part of the family and, and you guys like always take care of each other. And then Javier comes, comes in and says, uh, thank God basketball is back. Cause Miami dolphins suck again. Let's go Miami heat. That's there. There is not been one time ever <laughs> in my life where I've said, thank God basketball is back. Yeah. At least not the NBA. Yeah. You know, I, I don't mind basketball at other levels. It's once it gets the NBA, I just don't care anymore. Yeah. Um, I, really I'm more like, like right now, right? I've got the Blackhawks and Detroit Red Wings on in the background right now because I thank God hockey's coming back because the Cubs are done. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I'll still be watching Major League Baseball playoffs every single night, yeah. I'm just I'm happy hockey's back too. So speaking of Major League Baseball, guys, we'll, we will be breaking down the bracket here in, in hour number two of Man Hour. And, of course, we're going to talk about how trashy Lamar Jackson is moving forward as well. But going back into the main topic of the night here, Combs – we saw a blueprint kind of being laid out last night by the New England Patriots of how to beat the Buccaneers. Did we see a blueprint get made last night of like how to beat the Bucs? And is there a team out there that can follow that Patriots blueprint and beat the Bucs? No. And, and here's why. Probably a, a handful of reasons, right? And one being this wasn't a normal night under any circumstances. This was the time where the greatest quarterback of all time was going back to the franchise that he made what they are today. And he was also missing his favorite target. And it was pouring rain most of the night. Yeah. You know, so there were a lot of things that factored into what happened last night. The the when it boiled down to it, the Bucks actually when you watch that game from end to end, the Bucks actually owned that game. They were never in, in to me in doubt of losing that game. So I I personally um don't think that there was a blueprint for anything. I, I think if if anything, the blueprint was that Mac Jones is a viable quarterback in this league. Mac Jones can do enough to help the New England Patriots win some ball games, and as he grows in this league, he can be a superstar in this league. Yeah. Uh. So you are exactly right about the Mac Jones thing. The only thing that that upset me a little bit about about Mac Jones was he 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 could not put away the game last night. Well, it was a final drive with like third and five or third and six, and that back got 
and the ball got batted down at the line. That line of scrimmage to force him into that 56-yard yard field goal. But, you know, that just comes with, ex- come with experience and, you know, Let's learning. Let's just face it, though. If he would have finished off that drive, if he would have scored a touchdown, there probably would have been about 30 seconds left, and Tom Brady would have found a way to win it anyway. Right? I, I, I would have loved to seen that. Would have that been the ultimate send-off? Yeah, I, I definitely think 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 that is the ultimate send-off for Tom Brady. But I but I think Bill Bill Belichick did lay out the blueprint of how to beat the Buccaneers, and that is to force them into one dimensional. Understand that, you know, they're going to beat you in the passing game. So let them beat you in the passing game, but then you know, take away the running game. Keep the seven guys in the box because, like, it was uh, going in, going into the fourth quarter. I think they had one yard rushing on the night. Like I believe it was. Yes, Leonard Fournette had a touchdown. Or no, no, it, it wasn't Leonard Fournette. It was uh, Jones. Uh, but like, but they did have a a rushing touchdown. But they only had one yard going into the fourth quarter, and you could tell that Tom Brady just felt not really comfortable like all night. Like I don't know if it was the nerves. Or like who like like what it was, but but I but I think the blueprint has been laid out, and a team that can execute that game plan, and we and we we will be talking about them here momentarily, and that is the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Dallas Cowboys can follow that game plan and beat the Buccaneers nine times out of ten. But Combs, with all that being said, in a in a roundabout way, we saw the Patriots play a complete game. You know they fell just short. You know. Six inches to the right, and this and this 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 will be a different conversation. I know you said that the like you still have the Patriots going eight eight and nine this season, but could they be a dark horse in the in the AFC? Uh, I don't want to say no because Bill Belichick is still their head coach, and and they still got a really good quarterback in Mac Jones, and they've got some weapons, and that defense is very good. So I don't want to say that they can't be. I just wouldn't expect them to be. It, it, it wouldn't shock me though if they back in to to a wild card spot. You know, the seven seed or yeah. or a six seed uh, would not shock me. I just don't. I don't see it happen. I think you know Bill Belichick is gonna. I, I can't remember. They had a losing record last year, so maybe that was the last time he had. Or were they eight and eight last year? I believe they were eight and eight. Uh, I, I I I don't have the facts in front of me, but I think they were eight and eight. Yeah, so I, you know, I would say that to me, let's see here. I actually just pulled it up. The uh, the Green Bay Pack, or I'm sorry, the New England Patriots last year were seven and nine, so they had a losing season last year. Um, but I, you know, I just don't see. I I never count Bill Belichick out, and I know that he doesn't have Tom Brady anymore. I know that it's not the same team. But I, I think he always finds a way to win. So if he finds a way to win, it wouldn't surprise me. The fact that he was seven and nine last year with that team shocked me. Yeah. I didn't think that team was was capable of winning four games the way it was it was constituted, and with all the people that they lost off of their defense. So it wouldn't shock me if they make the playoffs. I just I don't I'm not going to say that they're my dark horse. There's other teams that I would pick that are a little bit better than them to be a dark horse. Yeah, and you can say a little bit better that you want, but if you just look at the East East alone, I mean, 
obviously the Bills are running away with the division right now, flexing on people, winning 40 to 0, uh, 50 yeah. to 0, 80 to 0. Like, I don't care. The Bills are flexing on people right now. But they, but, but they, but they have yet to play the Patriots. And for some reason, I think the Patriots kind of had that mental hedge over them. And we are going to see a really good game between the Patriots and the Bills. Uh, just like how oh, Javier said, um, the Miami Dolphins suck. And, and then the Jets, you know, they got their first win in like five years. So uh, it, it would not surprise me if the Patriots do back their way into the playoffs. And But I feel like the Patriots are a team, if you let them into the playoffs, if they slide in there and they battle all season, they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. And yeah, but see, they had they had the Bills number and they were in their heads when Tom Brady was there. But yeah. last year, the Bills were 2-0 against them. This year, I mean, the Bills have scored 118 points in the last three games. So they're they're clicking on all cylinders right, right now. So I think, you know, they, they waltz into New England. I don't even know when they play them. It looks like they don't play them till like, week 10 or 12. In the last week um, of the season, right? Yeah, and then, yeah the, the last week of the season. Or no, uh, week 16, they'll play them. Okay. Um, but it's I, – I don't think that they have their number, but, I, man – I think the Bills would be heavily favored in those games. And I, really I, totally, I totally agree with you, but we also saw the Jets uh, game. Uh, what They played the Saints last week, right? No, they played the, the no, Titans. The that's right. They, Titans. They played the Titans. And the Titans were heavily favored. And that's, the, that's where you get the term, any given Sunday. Any given Sunday, anything can, can like happen. And I like the Patriots when you give that any given – uh, segment here. Um, so yeah, on the uh, oh, guys, we are running the behind the scenes footage tonight as well. Drew is over there, and he says the Monday, Monday night football is being postponed at the moment due to thunderstorms with severe lightning. Um, aren't the Chargers Stadium inside? Yeah. Why? Why would they it be got good? a dome? Yeah. Why would it be? I mean, I guess that they had the roof open. Did they have the roof open? Yeah. And now, because it does. Once you have one of those roofs open, it does take some time to close that dome. Well, um, I, and I think. I mean, I think if I'm not yeah, mistaken, it, is. it says I just turned it on. It says game currently in lightning delay. So I think if I'm not mistaken, you if you have a retractable dome, you have to say three or four hours before the game if it's going to be inside or 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 like outside. And maybe these storms just kind of just just popped up out of like 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 out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, and I actually see the wind blowing. Um, but but then he the, says the roof is closed. So I'm very confused. Why 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 would you be postponing? Do a they game? are they like the? Um, I know the Cowboys have that hole in the dome so that God yeah. can watch the Cowboys play. Yeah. I wonder if they've got a hole in the dome here too. I don't know. Yeah, I, like, I can't I, imagine why you'd be delayed by lightning inside. Yeah. I don't. But yeah, uh, so uh, if you guys are, I mean, thank you for tuning tuning into Man Hour though, because this is where all like all the hap happens. And speaking of the the God's team, America's team, the best team in the NFL football, hands down, the Dallas Cowboys. Man, last Sunday, Combs Zeke ran for 143 yards on the like on the ground. That the Dallas defense is stepping up and flexing on on people, aka Diggs. He has. Five interceptions in just four games. He has more interceptions than his brother has catches this season. Fun, fun fact. But let's flip to Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is looking great, you know, after suffering that horrific injury last season. 
Combs, should Dak Prescott be the MVP frontrunner right now after four weeks of football? Um, yeah. I mean, I I think you're kind of sleeping a little bit on Matt Stafford if you say, you know, that he's at least not in the conversation. I think that we're kind of sleeping on uh, Derek Carr if we say he's not in the conversation. So actually, no. I You know what? I'll say no. I, I would put it on Derek Carr. Depending on what he does tonight, I mean, if he goes up and has another good game against the Chargers in L.A. and, and beats the Chargers in L.A., I would have to give it to Derek Carr right now, being 4-0 and playing the football that they're playing over there in Las Vegas. I would definitely, I would, I, yeah, I'd put Derek Carr as my front runner. Yeah, uh, I mean, we spoke on this like a little bit last week, a lot as well. And obviously, Derek Carr is having a great season. Uh, Matthew Stafford's having a great season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, the last two weeks, has had a great season, like as well. But every time you think of of MBT, MVP, I have to revert to what I said last time. It's the best player on the best team. And yes, the Raiders are three and zero or four and zero right now, right? Possibly going to go four and zero after t- after t- tonight. But let's just be honest: the Raiders are the most overlooked team in the NFL. When's the last time they've done anything? Two thousand two, when they had like Tim Brown and Rich Gannon and those boys. Yeah, they won uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So it's been almost twenty years since they've done anything. And when you s- when you speak on the Dallas Cowboys, that is America's team. That is the the Dallas Cowboys are the best, or not the best team, but the richest team in the NFL. So if they're so, let's say Derek Carr and Dak Prescott had the same exact stats, the the teams had the same exact records. Who is the nod going to go to? Prescott. Why? Because he's with the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. What will make you more money if you are a a if if you are the NFL and that's Dak Prescott winning the MVP. That's why he is the front runner right now. Well, I mean, I, you know, there's another guy we're overlooking here, and that's the guy that we talked about a little bit, whose team has put up 118 points in the last three weeks, and that's Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he's leading a very high-powered offense. He's, I believe, he's leading the league in touchdown passes. He's got nine of them. Shoot, the he has like nine weeks. of them one game versus the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, I like I, I think there's a lot of guys right now that are in the conversation. That'll thin out. That yeah. herd yeah. will thin out as the season goes, and we'll have a clearer picture. But right now, you know, I, I have a hard time not talking about Derek Carr when it comes to that. And I think he's been underrated for a long time. Yeah, so Javier says uh, Dak Prescott will get hurt in a few weeks, and he has money on it. How the hell do you have money on an injury? Like, that's... Because Javier <laughs> bets on everything, and that's how I know that Dak Prescott is going to have a flawless season with no injuries, <laughs> because Javier bet on it, and when Javier bets on something, he loses every single time. Yeah. So, Derek... Javier, Dak Prescott, let us know... I'm actually going right now. I'm going to the sports book right now. Here's going on my phone. Where is the, the all right, Dak Prescott MVP. Three thousand dollars I'm putting on this thing right now. Do it. <laughs> but 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 yeah, I mean Javier, be honest. When's the last time you won that bet? Because you bet the what the hurricane or like the Miami Hur- hurricanes would beat who Combs? Uh 
it was you two had a bet. I can't or, remember. Yeah. He had, yeah, but he had the my yeah. I don't think he has won a bet uh, all Notre season. Dame. Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah. But like I don't think he has won a bet all year. No, no, no offense, Javier, but uh, your betting picks are just as good as mine, and uh, I mean. Mine are yeah. pretty bad. Let's just be honest about that. But that guy, it could be <laughs> Alabama versus North Dakota State. The guy would try to bet me five hundred bucks that North Dakota State's going to win the game. Yeah. Hey, you know what? When it pays we out love a you, thousand, Javier. like when it like like when it pays out a thousand to one, and that one time you win out of the like out like like out a thousand, you yeah. you got to do it right. I mean, shit. Wow. I agree. Why not? So speaking of that, you got to do it, man. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, Ooh, Big hold Ben, on. hang on, real quick. I just saw the comment uh, on YouTube. Damian Dresser, there's another guy we're forgetting about in that MVP conversation. Kyler Murray. Oh yeah, I mean they're they're averaging 35 points a game, and they just beat a team with a defense who we've been talking about is the best in the league. No, 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 and not, he not put up we, 37 you. on them. Not we. Oh, you've been talking about the Rams as the best in the league too. Don't start. Oh, I, I, th- I thought you meant the Cardinals are the best team in the league. My no, friend. no, I've been talking all since before this season about the Cardinals being the best yeah. in the league. But they went out and did what they did to the Rams and put up 37 on that Rams defense. That was impressive. Yeah, uh, you are exactly right. But like I said, the air, the uh, the Arizona Cardinals fall in that Raiders category. Kind of like, what have you done for me lately? And that's nothing, right? I mean, hell, when's the last time the Cardinals have went to the playoffs? But don't you think it's more impressive if Derek Carr, so you were talking about same stats, same record at the mm-hmm. end of the year. Isn't it more impressive that Derek Carr did it with less weapons than what Dak Prescott has? Dak Prescott's got a ton of weapons. I would I would definitely con- concur with you on that one, 100%. And I think Derek Carr should win the MVP if they were head-to-head. But you have to think, outside the box like 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 who even votes for the nfl MVP? so you have to like, think like yeah. the idiot writers who yeah. vote for yeah. the, the so, nfl mvp so you so so you have to think who will make more headlines in the offseason who will make you more money and that's dak prescott and the dallas cowboys combs look at this anytime i put dallas cowboys hashtag dallas cowboys in our youtube we almost always double the views and comments on every show yeah, I will. They, I mean, they've got a huge following. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a reason why they call them America's team. Uh, even you know, but they they've got a huge following. They're like the New York Yankees. Uh, they they travel really well, and they've always got fans everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and if you you're know, a, and if but, you're a Yankees fan, you're a Cowboys fan. So I mean, they they go hand to hand, right? Yeah, and I mean, they make <laughs> they make up championship T-shirts all the time, and when they don't win. You know, they send them over to like, you know, uh, Uganda and stuff like that. So there's a bunch of Ugandans who are Cowboys fans because they've gotten a bunch of free T-shirts <laughs> over the last, you know, 30 years. True. And so, you know, they travel well. Yeah. So uh, going to back to, 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 to what we were talking about before uh, Kyler Murray brought, got brought, brought up, and that is Big Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, guys, they have a top-notch defense right now. Championship caliber defense per se. Ben Roethlisberger is a shell of what he used to be. He probably should have retired two years years ago. Let's just be flat out honest. And he's hanging on, I think, a little too long. Combs, should the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin bench Ben Roethlisberger? Who's the backup? Uh, We have Mason Rudolph and uh, Dwayne Haskins. No. 
then no. <laughs> no, you should not bench Ben Roethlisberger for Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph. Um, I would strongly consider, and I know we've talked about this before, but I would strongly consider making a play for either A, another veteran guy, or B, I would make that play and, and try to get Deshaun from Houston. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think having him go to, to Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin and with the offense that they have, I th- I I think it would work. I think he would make them instantly a, a, a contender again in the North. So, with that being said, obviously, I think Deshaun Watson right now is off the table because you're in you're in week four of the NFL season. Uh, Deshaun Watson, like I kind c- of haven't heard any tra- tra- trade talks or anything with that for for him right now. What so whatsoever, but. There is a name that that is out there that looks like a that looks like a Ben Roethlisberger s type quarterback, and that's Cam Newton. Uh, so, if they were to bench Cam, or if if they were to bench Ben Roethlisberger, go after Cam Newton, I think. But this is why you cannot I, go ahead. Why Cam Newton? I Cam Newton is just not. And he showed it last year in New England. He's just not that, he that has, guy anymore. He's not. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We said he was that guy for the first four, four, four weeks of the season, and then he got COVID and was out for two weeks, and then he came back and was like, we don't even know. We didn't even recognize him whatsoever. So, right? Yeah, I just, I, he's, I don't know. I, he had a couple of good of good seasons, but he's just not that that guy anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. Isn't it a coincidence? So off topic, real quick, because I just looked up and saw the they were showing the the lightning flashes over in L.A. Uh, they actually do have open end of the stadium, um, so that at the one end it's actually opened. Um, but isn't it kind of coincidental that you know it's the the Chargers and their thing is a lightning bolt and it. All over the stadium, it says "bolt up," and yeah. now we're yeah. and, and now we're on delay because of lightning. Yeah, I mean, sorry, off topic. Yeah, it, it is what it is. But flashing back to the Pittsburgh Steelers here, can the can Mike Tomlin bench Ben Roethlisberger right now? And the answer to that question is absolutely no. You you cannot bench Ben Roethlisberger right now because if you do that, 
guys, we're 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 going into week five of the NFL season. If you bench your starting quarterback, what Ben Ross has been there for like 16, 17 years, like how however long it like 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 it like it it has been. When you bench your veteran for Mason Rudolph, you basically say, "Hey, we are giving up on this season, and we're throwing in the t- throwing in the towel." And there is still time to turn to turn around this season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We saw it last year. You know, they were winning some games. They had the, what they went eleven and zero, and, and yeah. they were ugly ass wins. And Ben and Big Ben came off that elbow operation. I, I was it was like a Tommy John surgery, and you know, he was a shell of himself, self like then, but even a shell of, of himself now, he, he he has a better running game behind him. The receivers are more improved on like on, like 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 on the year. So you definitely cannot bench Big Ben right now for Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph. Now the question is, after this season, is the quarterback on the roster right now, Combs, or are are they gonna have to draft Somebody. Uh, they're gonna have to draft somebody. The quarterback of the future is not on the roster. Dwayne Haskins is. I mean, he's even the third string, right? Like he's not even the backup. He's yeah. Like so, he came in because they signed him and and they thought maybe he would be some, but he couldn't even beat out Mason Rudolph. And Mason Rudolph still has a caved in face <laughs> from Miles Garrett. Yeah. So I, you know, I just I wouldn't. I wouldn't plan on either one of those guys bringing you forward, and I would think that uh, I would think that moving forward, you're going to have to draft somebody to yeah. to be there, or you're going to have to find somebody in in free agency, like a you know uh, you know maybe they'll Deshaun Watson will be available at some point, and and you could trade for him. Or how about Alex? Smith? You got to find something. Um, no. I think Alex Smith is done in the NFL. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I agree with you as well. Guys, uh, we do see your comments comments in here popping up on YouTube.com forward slash man hour. But we are up against the first break. And after the break, guys, we got Combs' eye test coming up. So, Combs, before we head to break, tell the people what the eye test is all about. So, basically, the eye test is just something that I'm noticing, uh, something I want to rant about. Last week, it was, uh, you know, it was my bears and, and the horrible – you know, head coach that is Matt Nagy. Uh, this week, it is about another head coach, but it is not Matt Nagy. All right, guys. So, Combs' eye test is coming up up after the break. And then after that, we do have shot talk. So, save your questions for us at youtube.com forward slash man hour here, and we will open up the chat, chat line and we'll answer as many questions as we can during shot talk. Guys, we'll be right back here on the man hour. <music>
and welcome back to the Man Hour, guys. Michael Buck, Hatsall, and Brandon Combs. Now you can find us on Twitter at Man Hour underscore Buck, and of course, Man Hour underscore Combs on Twitter machine, as I said, because Twitter doesn't go down, unlike Facebook all afternoon today, if you guys are unaware of that Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, WhatsApp app was, it was all down for about eight hours or so, and you guys thought the world ended. But that is not on Combs' eye test, but what is on Combs' eye, eye test? You'll find out right now. Combs, all you big guy. All right, Man Hour Nation, what is going on? It is time for the eye test. And last week we talked about Coach Matt Nagy and how much of a horrible head coach he was, how he needed to get rid of the play calling, how much he sucked. This week I'm going to talk about another head coach. That head coach happens to be Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, not only is his team now 0-4, but after the game he goes to one of his restaurants and says that a group of, of young ladies want to take his, his photos. So he's posing for photos and, and doing photo ops with them. And then there's a viral video that gets out there that, uh, you know, this young lady is grinding all over him, dancing in his lap. And while all of this is going on, while this video is going viral, his wife tweets out, and all of this while I'm here babysitting. Urban Meyer, you're a freaking scumbag. You really are. I mean, not only one are you married, you're a father, and you're a head coach in the National Football League. And you put yourself in a position like this. And to sit there and say, oh, I was just, you know, taking taking photo opportunities. I was just, you know, doing that, doing the stop. Don't sit there and tell me you apologize to your family and you apologize to your team and you apologize to this person and that person. Oh, and this was all just stupid. You know what? We've heard it all before. We've heard it all before from athletes and, and, and you know, famous people, celebrities, everything. Okay. And nine times out of 10, when stuff like this is on video, it usually is what it seems to be. And this type of stuff, look, I, I get that some people get falsely accused, but this isn't a false accusation. This is something you were actually doing and you were doing whatever, letting this girl do whatever, having video of it surface while you have a wife and kids at home. You're a scumbag. It's just plain and simple. There's there's no other way to put it than you're a scumbag and you don't care what gets out there. You don't care how your wife and children see you doing whatever it is that you're doing. And but you want to say, oh, it's it's stupid. And I apologize to my team and I apologize to my family. Well, how about you just don't cheat on your wife? How about you just don't put yourself in that position to get caught with that video because you're doing stupid stuff? You do not belong in the NFL. You've shown over four games you're, you do not belong as a head coach in the NFL. You barely belonged as a head coach in college. You got caught for stupid stuff in college. And every time you got caught for stupid stuff in college, you moved universities. You've been a scumbag your entire coaching career. You're still a scumbag now. We have no use for you. Urban Meyer, get the hell out of here. Yeah, uh, Combs, now we always joke around, you know, here on the man hour. I always try to make light of the situations and, like, all that stuff. Uh, uh, Javier and me have the same <laughs> comical personalities and he says that Urban Meyer is is the man and during your little rant there I said Urban Meyer was married if his wife stays with him after this 
something is either really really wrong or they're just staying together for publicity sake for the image test you know much much like why hillary clinton and bill clinton are still together simply just for the eye test right and and when you do this you fail the eye test you fail the eye test as a human being like i would never think about talking to somebody else while i'm married you know like it just like it just like I mean, I mean like obviously i talk to people like like every day but not like crossing that line like right. does, that, does that make sense and yeah and then like people are saying like how how the air said well maybe he's just trying to get out of his marriage and out from his wife there's there's other ways in from cheating yeah simply say hey i want out right talk to her be honest with her yeah, yeah it's do just, the things that that you vowed to do for her do the things that that you've done i i've been in that position where where you don't want to be in a marriage and in in a relationship and i've been on the other on, on the receiving end of it as well and it, it sucks man why, why can't you just be a human being talk to the person yeah and figure it out you know and, and look <laughs> I'm not saying people don't make mistakes. I, I'm, I've made my fair share of them over, you know, the the Me 40 too. years of existence I've been. But you seem to do it a lot. Urban Meyer does it a lot. Yeah. And that's the difference between making mistakes and being a scumbag. Yeah. And, and just to add to your point there. The reason why he does it a lot is because he consistently gets away with it. It gets swept under. It gets swept under the rug, just like Damien said. Money can save a marriage, and you know he's had a lot of money for many, many, many years since he's been at Utah, and you know that is kind of what has gotten him through all this. Like I think, and Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Combs, you and you said he is sorry, sorry for his wife, sorry to his team or to his players and like the the like organization and like all that stuff. Guys, people are only sorry when they get caught. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, like, I hate to go down this road here right now, but it, it, it is time to be somewhat serious. He is only sorry because he got caught. Let's just let's just be flat out honest about that. And I see people saying he's like he is under pressure and like and like all this stuff. Well, go home and have your wife grind on you. You know, like, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It yeah. is it, it, like it gets me worked up when like people cheat. It just it pisses me off on like honestly. It's just stupid. There's yeah. no it's it's just not fair to the other person. Yeah. And so yeah, I I've got no room for it either. Like I don't even like look, I you know, 
there's the whole you know when you've got friends and blah 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 and sometimes you know things and you're not supposed to say anything because you don't want to be in that situation like i'm not that guy like if i know that that you know one of my friends is cheating on his wife i'm gonna be like look man you you should really talk to her and i'm gonna talk to him you know you've yeah. got to you got to be honest same thing if i know a female is cheating on you should be honest with that person like it's just not i don't know it doesn't make sense to me yeah and n- n- not to make light of any situation here but it is it is hard enough pleasing one one spouse you know like like let's just be honest it is it is hard enough yeah. you know pleasing one spouse why try to do two or three or four or like five you know yeah. i mean hell like i walk in the house nine times out of ten and i'm already in the doghouse because i yeah smiled walking the door or whatever right between just, between yeah. work between work <laughs> basketball and the and, and this show here like i I work about 90 hours a week, so I really don't have time for a second yeah. one. <laughs> so, yeah. like, it it just, like, there's no there's no need for it. It's just, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Javier says he is human, and then Damon says, I like to play devil's advocate, but this segment was 100% legit. Yeah, I mean, ha- this Javier is Javier sounds to- like, uh, yeah. like, like he subscribes to ludicrous mind of thinking. <laughs> we got diff- hoes in different area codes. Yeah, I mean, so I guess since it was, since he was not at home, it's like it's okay. I guess I don't know, but like happy wife, happy life. That is correctly. That's exactly right. But Javier, you say he is human. What part of the human element says like, hey, you know what? My wife and kids are like at home. Maybe I I, I need to go home. You know? Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, me me as a coach, I like to go to the bar and de stress after the after the game, but. I'm yeah. not on t- Tinder taking pictures yeah. asking this girl to That's grind on thing. me. That's like, the thing. Like, I, like yeah. last week, we had a tough week at work. Me and the boss went to the bar after head to a job site and talking with a customer. We went to the bar. There yeah. were women in the bar, but we didn't stop and take pictures and, and start dancing. Like, it, we, we went there. We had a couple of drinks, and then we went home to our wives. Like, it's just and, no. In our defense, we aren't famous either, I guess. All right. That's true. I mean, it, what was the movie? Any like any given s- Sunday when the uh, the girl from Saved by the Bell walks up and it's a thousand for the night. I'm pretty sure 5, even 000. if I was famous, though, I still wouldn't. You know. oh, I I totally agree with you 100. percent But guys, we are up against our next break on the, on the other side. of The break, we're going to have some shop talk here, guys. So save us some questions here if you guys want to ask anything. YouTube.com forward slash man hour. Then, then we got some more sports headlines coming up as well. We are going to talk some Lamar Jackson. We have to talk the man from Louisville himself. And then Major League Baseball playoffs. We're going to break it down, and Colm is going to give you you guys his World Series picks. So bet on them, mark them down, get on uh, pickamores.com and pick. Combs' picks for you, and they will get you some money earned. And then we got the bottom line with Kevo coming up as well. So, guys, we got a lot more to cover here on Man Hour. So, Shop Talk's coming up. We'll be right back, guys, after this.
the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. And welcome back to the Man Hour, guys. Michael Buckeye's along with Brandon Combs and I. If you have missed any part of the show whatsoever, simply head over to YouTube.com forward slash Man Hour and hit that subscribe button and hit that uh, bell icon and notification all. As we have started doing clips every three hours, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So if my math serves me right, guys, we're uploading like eight clips a day, eight or nine clips a day. So definitely giving you guys tons of content over there on excuse me, on top of the live shows as well. So it is time for Shop Talk. Shop Talk is brought to you by Eats Sunglasses, eatsoriginal.com. Link is in the description. You can use promo code MANHOUR to save yourself 10%. Eats is the best sunglass you ever put on, on your face, but half the price of Oakley's. So with that being said, Nana is off to bed. Nana, good night. Uh, we love you as well. And then uh, Javier says he has money on the White Sox. Did you talk? Oh, great. There go the White Sox chances. Yeah. Way to jinx them, Javier. <laughs> Why don't you put money on the Yankees or the Astros? Right. Or the Cardinals. That'd be good. God. Yeah, the Cardinals. <laughs> I would love for you to put money on the Cardinals. What were we going to say? Did you talk to Did you talk to Nana about the uh, the 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 segment we wanted to have? To uh, we have not talked making on about waffles it. with with Nana. We have not talked about it yet. So I will talk to her tomorrow about that because Facebook was down all day, so I so I couldn't talk. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that crazy? People were freaking out. Yeah. Well, people go to Twitter to say, ask if Facebook's down, which is kind of funny to me. But yeah. Yeah. But, I saw Facebook's Twitter yeah. post that they were down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I do have Nana's cell phone number, so I, I guess I could have just texted her too, but that, that that's my fault. Yeah. But yeah. We that's old school, though. I yeah, mean, you're, you you don't want to be uncool. Yeah. I mean, me and Nana are so cool, aren't we? <laughs> no. I mean, Nana's cool. Buck is, <laughs> Buck is not so much so combs we we got a lot of positive feedback from your uh segment there and many people agree with you on that besides javier but i think he was just 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 trying to poke fun in light of the situation so i mean wait way to nail that right out right on the head but what is your biggest surprise of the nfl season so far um man that's a tough one I think my yeah, I would I would say my biggest surprise would probably be the Raiders yeah. being three and zero and having a chance to go four and zero. I I didn't I didn't think the Raiders were going to be that good. I had them, I believe I only had them at four or five wins this year. I have to double check that, but yeah, I think they had them um, at six or seven. I'm pretty sure, but yeah, yeah, I didn't have them being very good at all. But they look they look really really good. Yeah, they they do look really really good. Uh, Matthew Stafford looks really really good. The, 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 the like the Rams look great despite losing to the Cardinals. Um, one thing that has that has surprised me so far this NFL season is is obviously the Kansas City Chiefs getting off to the slow slow start that they have. That didn't surprise me uh, at all. On the offensive side of the ball, the right the right tackle and the right corner just playing horrible right now. Uh, number twenty one. His name always slips in mind, but that's how bad he is because I don't even know 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 his name. But a but a team that has kind of shocked me a little bit are the Miami Dolphins. To be honest, Javier's Miami the Dolphins. Many people expected them to you know take that step forward. Tua was going to be the guy, and yeah, what do you got? They're not. Well, you can Tua get hurt, hurt all though. you want, but he was still only completing like 50 percent of his passes during yeah. that time. I've never been a big believer in Tua. I, I actually thought your your big surprise would have been the Cardinals because you were down on the Cardinals, and I mean, I still been had dominant. them going like ten and seven, though. I mean, 
Yeah. Like, like yeah, it's a like, really good division. I mean, like how, I mean, like how down are are you on a team that's still ten and seven, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just the Dolphins. So I'm not a big believer in in Tua. I was never a big believer in Tua, even when they took him last year with the yeah. fifth overall pick. I said, God, they drafted him way too high, um, and you know, I I think that's another big shock is how how poorly Tua played, but also how poorly you know, not really a surprise to me again, um, but how poorly they're playing over there in Jacksonville because they really thought Trevor Lawrence was going to be like some god that got sent from the heavens to play football from the way everybody was talking Wayne G. And he just he's <laughs> looked horrible yeah uh yeah uh i mean me and you both said he was going to be a bust and i mean obviously it is too early to 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 tell tell on that but all tales are pointing to that side but one thing i also want to bring up is the new york football jets why can they not develop talent over there? I mean, like, they got a brand-new coaching staff and everything, but they just cannot develop talent. Like, Zach Wilson looked better in college than he does now. I mean, like, they, yes. Well, he's still young, and, and they they had a good week. He had a good week. Uh, they beat the Titans. They, you know, they, they played well. I mean, they could have easily collapsed in overtime, and they didn't. Yeah. And, and they found a way to win that game. So I think it's just going to take some time. I mean, there's still the New York Jets. Robert Sala went in there. Granted, yes, he's got Zach Wilson. But they don't have any weapons other than that. There's there's no weapons in New York right now for the Jets. And so it, it is going to take some time. I think that, you know, there's going to be some growing pains, obviously, with Zach Wilson that are going to get highlighted by the fact that they have no weapons. They still have no offensive line. And I think that that stuff's going to get highlighted because Zach Wilson is, is the franchise quarterback, and if they're not winning, who do you put it on? You usually put it on the quarterback. Right. So I, I just give it a couple of years. It's not going to happen this year. Um, but give it, I, I would say, probably by 2023, 2024, this team is, is going to be put together, and they're going to be a, a pretty good AFC East team. So you're telling me in two years' time they will be a playoff-bound team? Yeah. Yeah, two years' time we'll be talking about them possibly being a wild-card team or maybe even a contender in the AFC East. So if if they do not become a wild-card team by that time frame, the 2023-2024 season, is Robert Sala out of there? Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus yes and he should be um 
you should go in there and you should be able to develop in and and start picking a team and you know you've got some draft picks you've got some capital you've got the ability to go sign free agents you've you've got a quarterback you've got a franchise quarterback you should be able to and i think sala will i really i i really like robert sala i really like the way he coaches i like his mentality i i really think he's going to thrive and i think he's going to turn around that jets organization so Javier says Zach will get better. He is just a rookie. Give him time. Um, I agree. You, I mean, like I, I, I agree with that as well. I, I think all rookie quarterbacks should sit a year. But Wayne G gave or no? I was don't it, agree with that. Was it Wayne G or Subas? I can't, I can't, can't, can't remember. I think it was Subas gave us the stats that you know sitting a quarterback doesn't give you any more advantage or like you know. Vice versa. Yeah, he came with some great stats for yeah. that argument. So, so with that, with that being said, how much time do you give a quarterback? Period. Like, I don't care if he's a rookie or if he's a veteran. Well, it depends on how the organization and the situation. Yeah, it depends on the the organization and the situation. Like, you're, you're, it, you know, you've got to look at it realistically, right? So, the Jets are a perennial one or two win team. They're, they're, they haven't been in a good organization for a long time. Yeah. And you've got to improve little by little. So, you know, this year you want to see maybe four or five wins because now you've got your franchise quarterback. And I think they can do that easily. I think they might actually still win six or seven. I think that next year you want to see progression. You don't want to see, you know, fall back to four or five wins. You want to see progression. So win more games than you won this yep. year. And then the following year, by that time, you should be a 10-win, 11-win team. You should be able to to get better every year. And if you're not getting better, then something's wrong. And you have to take a look at it. You have to look at the whole situation, though. We can't just blame Robert Sala. We can't just blame Zach Wilson. Are they giving Robert Sala and Zach Wilson the pieces that are needed to win? Is the GM doing his job? Is ownership giving the GM the capability to get the pieces in there? And that hasn't always happened with New York. That hasn't always happened there, you know, and so you can't just – you have to look at that. We give Deshaun Watson a big pass because he's been with that crap show up in Houston. We say he's a top-five quarterback in this league, and he is, but he's he hasn't won a lot of games lately. Right. And that's because he's in a really bad situation. So we have to see that the Jets are willing to turn that situation around and if they give Salah the pieces, if they give him the go-ahead, if they give Zach Wilson the pieces, and they perform, great. If they don't, then yes, then we can put it on them. Yeah, and then Javier, and then Javier comes back and says, "Look what Sam Darnold is like is doing. He's better. He's better because he's not in that crap-ass organization called the New York Jets and with Adam Gase. Let's just be honest there. Not only that, but he he's he's better because I mean the Panthers really didn't play anybody in the first three weeks." Right and now they're starting to see some defenses and we saw what happened when they went to Dallas, you know, they were still able to put up 28 points. Don't get me wrong. They were Without still, Chris McCaffrey. They, yep. they still hung in there. Um, no Christian McCaffrey is, is a huge hit. So they could still be a, a decent team. Uh, their schedule isn't overly tough. So I could still be, see them being a 10 or 11 win team. I, I liked, I liked, um, God, the hell's his name? The quarterback. What the hell? Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. 
I like Sam Darnold <laughs> when he was in New York. I just thought he was in a really bad situation like we just talked about. They never gave him the pieces. The coaching staff was horrible. The GM was horrible. Ownership has been terrible. So he was in a really bad situation. I liked him. I thought it was a great move by the Carolina Panthers to pick him up. And um, I, I like the situation that they're in. All right, guys. So that's going to be it for Shop Talk tonight. Uh, like I said, we, we do Shop Talk every night at 845 East Coast time for about 10 to 15 minutes. So if you guys ever have any questions, life advice, you know, because you guys want to ask us for life advice and, and like how I do my hair because, you know, my baldness is really starting to come back in with the Rogans kicking in and kicking some ass. But I usually just cut it short and put a hat on. Yeah, I just do that now. Uh, so, so guys, we are up against the last break for tonight. And on the other side of the break, we're going to talk some Major League Baseball playoffs. Uh, Combs is going to tell you who is going to win the World Series and to put a bet on it. So, that's right. Combs is putting, say, pick this team because they're going to win because I'm always right. No, but not. And trust not really. me, once you hear my predictions, you're going to be like, wow, he's actually... He's actually being honest. He's not being he's not being a, a, a hater or a homer. All right, guys. So we are going to take the next break in uh, Major League Baseball. Talking up. Coming next. Tell me why you haven't hit the like button yet. Tell me why you haven't subscribed yet. Tell me why you aren't commenting in the comments. All we want you to do is become a part of Man Hour Nation. Hit that like button, please. Thank you. Adios. What's up, Man Hour Nation? Coming up here next on the Man Hour NFL Power Rankings with Graham Wallace. At Bus Wallace on the old Twitter machine. Check him out. But right now, guys, hit that like button. Share this with a couple friends. And be sure to comment. It helps the channel more than you ever know. We appreciate everything you guys do for us here in the comments at youtube.com forward slash man hour. Man hour nation, rise up. Damn, let me buy some money. Now, Philly, what do you need money for now? I've been losing all my money on the pursuit of fantasy football, yo. I just need like 10 more dollars on my sheesh. Again, I told you to stop playing that site. You simply go to pick'emwars.com, link in the description, and you get to play for free. So you telling me I can play for free? That means zero, 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 and will some man Benjamins, yo? I listen. Yeah. Give me some of that free though, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Head over to pickemores.com and pick your game for free and win real money. Link in the description. Check it out. Hey, glad you're there. New merch. Check it out. Manourradio.com. Hey, look, a hot dog. Man Hour Nation brought to you by Brooks Roofing and Siding. Contact them at 812-868-7663 or online at brooksroofingin.com. Brooks Roofing and Siding, protection you need when nature strikes. And welcome back to the Man Hour, guys. Michael Buckhouse along with Brandon B.C. Combs here tonight. 
my man BC Combs. You guys find us on the Twitter machine at manhour underscore buck and of course manhour underscore combs. And you can follow the actual man hour show on Twitter, man underscore hour underscore radio. You can also find us on Facebook.com forward slash man hour sports talk and of course YouTube.com forward slash man hour. All the soldiers are, are like out there when we try to be active each and every day over there. Uh, we are also live here on YouTube.com forward slash man hour every Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. East Coast time. And if you miss any part of the show whatsoever, you can also find us on podcast form, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And then we're also on 313 The Flash, Billiard Sports, Midwest Sports Talk, and of course, UK Sports Talk as well across the pond every Monday through Friday throughout the day there. So if you guys follow them on Facebook if you like to re-watch the live shows. But Combs, Major League Baseball playoffs is officially upon us, man. And honestly, this is the most exciting part of baseball. Like, Like, I... Opening day is good. The All Star breaks good. You know the push for October is good. Just like wait, wait, like we had a four, like a four, four or five teams high going into the uh, AL wild card. Uh, but nothing about October baseball, like October eight baseball, is the best hands down. Do you concur, concur with with that at all? Yeah, I look. I I love playoff baseball. I love. Well, I love baseball in general. I think hockey is still the most exciting playoffs that we have out there in any sport. I think football is probably the most intense, um, but baseball to me is just the most fun. Like the, I mean the the strategy, the chess match, yep. the I, I just love this game so much that you know I look the Cubs have been out of it for for three months now, and I still like every night I'm tuned in, and I will be again for these playoffs as well. Yeah, so so the first round of wild card play starts October fifth here, and we do have the Boston Red Sox take on the New York Yankees. So this is just a one this is a one game play in game, and the winner of this game will play the Tampa Bay Rays. So Combs, I gotta ask you this question. Who do you got winning this game, man? And why? I am going to go with the Boston Red Sox. Uh I think that Nathan Eovaldi is going to pitch a um, heck of a game. I think that the Yankees are prone to strike out a ton, not having um, their uh, God. Why do I do this with names? I don't know why. And I know these names. I know who the hell they are. And I don't know who you're talking about either. Sorry. Here. <laughs> but not, not having their second baseman. And I don't know why I can't think of his name, um, but that's going to hurt them. I mean, he is their, their spark plug of that offense. And they strike out at a at a high rate. And Garrett Cole has not impressed me when it comes to big games. So I'm going to go with the Red Sox. I think Xander Bogarts is going to have a big game. I think this is going to be a, a an 8-4, to 8-5 to five type game. And I think that the home team is going to do it. I think that they're going to be mad that the Yankees wanted them. And they're going to tell the Yankees, all right, you want us? Come get us. Yeah, so I was I was actually going to ask you that. Like, is there such thing as being pissed off in the baseball realm and makes you DJ LeMahieu? DJ LeMahieu, I remembered his name. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so so <laughs> is there such thing as playing pissed off in baseball that makes you play more aggressively and better or anything to to that effect, like in other sports? Um. You mean like uh, like bulletin board material? Yeah. You know I. Yeah, 
I mean, I, th- I think that there, you know, there can be those times where you're just going up against those teams or, or maybe even another player that you just don't really get along with um, and that you just don't like. And I, I think that that can have an effect on how you play. I know for myself, uh, you know, I've never played, obviously, at the major league level, uh, but playing through high school or playing, you know, uh, in, in men's leagues and stuff like that, anytime I'm playing against a team that I used to play for, I always seem to play better. Uh, any team I'm pl- anytime I'm playing on a team that, that said they didn't want to pick me up or, or didn't have room for me, and then I find some other team to go play for, I always seem to have a better time against them. So going up against teams that, that you just don't like or teams that give you a reason to want to play better, yes. which the Yankees did by saying, hey, we want Boston and we want them in Boston. We, we want to come into their house is what they said. And now they're getting it. And I, I just think... I think Boston is, if I'm going with consistency and if I'm going with bats that, that I trust to actually make contact, I'm going with the Boston Red Sox over the New York Yankees, and that's that's going to be my pick for this game. Yeah, and so if that pick does hold true here, we do have a ALDS matchup with the Rays versus the Red Sox. Who would you got winning this series and, and why? Man, it's going to be a dogfight. Uh, and I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Rays. I just think that they are a better team. I think that they play more consistent baseball all around, and I, I think that they would just come out on top. I think that they're deeper uh, in their pitching staff than the Boston Red Sox are. So I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Rays. I, I think it'd be a six or seven game series though, or I'm sorry. No, it's the DS. So it'd be a five game. Yeah. Probably be a four or five game series, uh, probably a five game series and Tampa getting the, being the home team at game five. I'm gonna go with Tampa. Yeah. So Combs has taken the Tampa Bay uh, Rays in five games over the Boston Red Red Sox and the ALDS moving us to the top of the bracket where you do have the Chicago White Sox take on the Houston Astros. Like, Man, Combs, this this seems like a matchup kind of made in made in heaven almost. To be honest with you, yeah, you know, look, I I really like this White Sox team. I've been high on them even before last year. Uh, you know, when I was doing the show with Soup Boss, we were talking about teams that we saw up and coming, and we both picked the Padres to be better last year. And we were both right about it. We both said that the the White Sox were going to be an early arriving team and they made the playoffs. We were right about that. This team is ready to win, but Tony La Russa is going to screw it up for him. This is going to be another five-game series. This ALDS is going to be fun all the way around to watch. It's going to be another five-game series, and it's going to come down to a late innings, and Tony La Russa is going to pull the wrong trigger. He's going to pull the wrong trigger he's gonna end up having you know um he's gonna end up having either what he's gonna do is he's gonna pull in somebody to come in and and try to shut it down to bring it to the closer spot and they're gonna end up blowing up and that's gonna be craig kimbrell craig kimbrell is is more comfortable in the closers role but for whatever reason he sticks with hendrix and having liam hendrix in the closers role and that needs to be flip-flopped. Hendricks will thrive in a setup role. He 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 lives for moments like that. 
And his mental makeup is better than that of, of Craig Kimbrell's. Craig, Craig Kimbrell is better off in the closer's role, but he hasn't done it yet. And he's not going to change his ways in the playoffs, Tony La Russa. So that's what's going to end up costing the White Sox. Houston Astros win this series. So uh, the two picks that, that you have done in the ALDS, uh, Javier has gone against you. He says, though, the Red Sox are going to beat the That's Rays how I know I'm right. And the White Sox are going to beat the Astros. And then he says, I'm getting paid with the White Sox and leave Tony La Russa alone. He's a vet. He's a vet that should have took his last DUI and stayed at home. Let's just be honest, right? And that's how I know I'm right. <laughs> Javier says I'm wrong. Alrighty, there. Javier, get your money ready, buddy. <laughs> get your money ready. So that takes us to the ALCS. You do have the Astros taking on the Rays. This is a seven-game series. Who do you got winning, Combs? God, I'm gonna throw up in my mouth by saying this. I'm gonna go with the Houston Astros. I'm gonna go with the Houston Astros in the upset. Look, I know the Rays have been the best team in the American League all season long, uh, and there's no reason for me to go against them other than the fact that the Houston Astros just seem to be that team this year that want to prove everybody and get that whole scandal behind them and prove to everybody they can win, blah, blah, blah without it. Although instead of trash cans, now they're whistling from the dugout and all this other stuff. So I, I think that that's the route they want to go with it. And I, I just I have this this gross feeling about this entire playoffs and we talked about this before. I like I, I'm gonna throw up in my mouth when I say this, but the Houston Astros are going to the World Series. Yeah, so uh Houston Astros are playing baseball again in November, and if Javier has it his way, they won't be playing past the second week of October. So we will see who is right on this moving forward. But then that takes us over to the NL side and the NL wildcard. We do have the Cardinals take on the Dodgers. The Dodgers is a 101-win team, and the Cardinals are in the playoffs because they got hot late. Combs, who wins? Oh, God. I just chowed down two hot dogs in between breaks, and they're about to come up. Relish, that's weird. They're about to come back up, though, because I'm going with the St. Louis Cardinals. I just feel this team, they just don't go away, man. And even though I think that Max Scherzer is going to outpitch Adam Wainwright, I still feel like this is going to be a nothing, nothing or one to nothing game heading into the seventh inning. It's going to be a bullpen game. And I like the Cardinals bullpen a little bit more than I like the Dodgers bullpen right now. And it, God, that sucks for the Dodgers to win 106 games and go home after one game. But I think that that's where we're going to be at. The Cardinals just don't go away. They won't leave me alone, Buck. And I don't think they're going to leave me alone now, so I'm going with the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, yeah the Cardinals have kind of been your enemy all season long, and Javier said the Dodgers My entire win. life, <laughs> the Dodgers they've been my enemy. I hate the Cardinals with a passion. So let me ask you this question. If this was a three-game series or a five-game series, would the Dodgers win this game? Or yes, the, the, Do- the Dodgers would win the series. Yeah, any lengthy series, I would take the Dodgers. One game playoff, anything can happen. And I know it's Max Scherzer. I just, there's, God. I really like the Dodgers. I really like what they're doing. It wouldn't surprise me if the Dodgers come out and win this game 11-2 to either. But I just, there's just, I don't know. There's just something about the Cardinals. I don't, 
there I don't is, see them going away. There is a such thing as getting hot at the right time, and the Cardinals are hot yeah. right now. What they won like thirteen games in a row or fourteen games in a row. It was absolutely crazy. So it was no, it was like nineteen. Oh. They won nineteen games in a row before they found the the Cubs took two out of three from them this weekend. Yeah. Well, e- either way, they're hot. They're playing good baseball right now, and Combs has them going forward to play the San Francisco Giants, and that takes us exactly where we're at here, Combs. The Cardinals and the Giants and the NLDS at the bottom side of the bracket. Who do you got? I already threw up in my mouth once, and I picked. I'm gonna ride the hot hand. I'm gonna go with look the the Cardinals and the Giants. They're they're pretty much the same team, right? They're a team that is scrappy, a team that nobody saw being good this year, but ended up making the playoffs. And I just I'm going against the grain here, and I know that. And and I God, I hate them. I hate them so much. But I think the Cardinals are going to dispatch both of the 106 and 107 win teams and make it to the NLCS. Wow. What what kind of series are, are, are we looking at? Are we looking at, looking at a sweep or seven-game series? Well, it's, a, it's the DS, so be a, it would be yeah, – I, I, I think the Cardinals do it, and I think the Cardinals do it in four. The Giants just I – I don't know. There's just something about them. I think that the Cardinals are, are just at that team of, of destiny right now in, in St. Louis, and I, I don't think that it's going to, to fade – at this time, I just don't. Yeah, and this is a odd year, so so the Giants don't make the World Series in odd seasons, right? True, true. So, That's so a yeah. good point. So your pick is probably spot on here. So let's so let's 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 go to the top side of the bracket here, and another team that kind of is your memesis all season, and that's the Milwaukee Brewers, and they take on the Atlanta Braves in the NLDS. Who do you got? Yeah, I look. I watched the the Brewers closely this weekend because I was keeping an eye on the Dodgers and that Giants, uh, you know, divisional race. And the Brewers were in L.A. playing the Dodgers, and that pitching staff with Devin Williams not being in the eighth inning anymore did not look as good. They didn't. They had a couple of leads, and they ended up blowing the leads to the Dodgers. And that's going to be the same case here. The 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 Atlanta Braves are just they're they're good and they can hit and they're young and they're scrappy so I'm going with the Atlanta Braves here. And how many games? I'm going to go with the Braves in uh, I'm I'm going to call a sweep here. Braves in 3. Wow, uh I mean that would be a surprise to Tory. Well, I mean, like Tory's kind of been down on his Brewers like all year, uh but at the same time I mean he 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 did nail the uh what, 87 wins, I think he said, or 90 wins. I can't remember what yeah. he said. But and the yeah. last time the Brewers were in the playoffs was 2019, and that's when the Nationals won the World Series. People forget the Brewers had them down in the in the eighth inning. They were up by two runs, and a base hit to right field off of Juan Soto. And as the right fielder came in, the ball scooted under his glove and went past him, and two runs scored. They tied it, ended up winning it in the ninth, and go, went on to win the World Series. That's just what the Brewers do. They find a way to lose it in October. And so they're going to lose it to the Atlanta Braves. And uh, Mike at work would definitely be very, very excited about that. And Javier comes out and says, Combs, playoff is a different animal. Wow, I should bet you. I, I mean, the playoffs might be a different animal, but your betting skills are not. So <laughs> I am down to take <laughs> to take your money if you really want. And then Javier says, Atlanta always loses in the playoffs. Nothing will change. Wow, wow, wow. Atlanta always loses in the playoffs. I they mean, beat the Reds they, last year, right? 
they swept the like swept the Reds, I think. Uh, yeah, they they did, and then they, you know, I, I I just don't understand how. I mean, they've been a perennial juggernaut for since like 1991. Well, that's that's also the same with the Cowboys, right? But people don't ever have faith in them. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I don't know. So moving on here, we have the NLCCS uh, as Combs is predicting here. He has the Atlanta Braves take on the St. Louis Cardinals. This is a seven-game series, and the Braves would have home field advantage. Yeah, they would have home field advantage. Um, this is a tough one, man. The Cardinals, I feel, have better pitching than the Atlanta Braves, and pitching plays in October. But if I pick the St. Louis Cardinals, that means I got the St. Louis Cardinals and the Houston Astros in the World Series. And that would probably be the first time I never watch a World Series a game in my life. That lies. I, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'd watch it hoping the stadium would implode. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't do it, man. I'm going with the Braves. Braves in seven. Braves in seven. So, I mean, we we kind of prep pre-show, and I had your Cardinals going in there. So, you what made I you gotta change it? What what made you flip that script? Is your I didn't want to throw up on live on live camera. So what you're saying is your it. is your homerness is kind of kicking in a little bit. No, I just I couldn't bring myself to do it. And the more I think about it, you know, Game Seven for the Braves would be at home. You know, they'd be throwing Max Freed. In Game Seven, yeah, it, all the hype in Atlanta. Atlanta is loud. Atlanta is a tough place to win, especially in the Game Seven. So, and I, I figured it would, I figured it'd be a Game Seven series either way. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, think about how loud it would be if the, if they could do the uh, do the chop still, right? Yeah. Well, they can. I thought they, they just choose. I, I thought they banded that. They banded it. Banded it. Did it. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, they'd still do it at Florida State games. They still do it at all sorts of different places. Javier says Atlanta is not going to win. Okay. So, Combs, you have the uh, Braves and the Astros in the World Series. Uh, I'm not for sure who has home field advantage here. Uh, I believe it would be the Astros, if I'm not mistaken. But who do you got winning? Who who had the more wins? I think it would be, yeah, it would be the Astros, I believe. Um, uh, it's a tough one, man. I didn't plan any of this out. I told you I didn't have time to actually look yeah. at it and go through it. So I, after I actually look at it and go through it, I might have a completely different. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a completely different bracket. Um. Well, I can tell you that, that gonna, the Cubs won't win this game. It's true. <laughs> I am going. I am going to go with the Atlanta Braves in six. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves in six. I think the Braves pitching is about the same as Houston's, and I trust their bats a little bit more. Uh, they've they've made some good moves. They made some good moves at the trade deadline. I know they lost Ronald Acuna Jr., but they made those moves, and, and it's really kept them afloat. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with them. I'm going to say the Atlanta Braves are your World Series champions this yeah. year. Yeah, I've been watching the Braves a lot here in the last month to two months because a because a, because a buddy of mine at work is a huge like 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 Atlanta Braves fan, 
and I like talking baseball with him at work. But one of the most underlining, under underrated trades or pickups that the Braves did earlier in the season here was they picked up so Solaire from my Kansas City Chiefs. He has been on a complete tear since he has arrived in Atlanta, batting well over 360 on the season since he's been in been at the been at the ATL. And he has World Series experience like like as well with the uh, Royals, you know, like just a few years years ago. So that's why yeah. I that's why I like the Braves in this just just, just because they're they've been kind of sneaky good, you know, like all season season long. They, they they've been kind of flying under the radar per se, and and they're kind of in a battle with the uh, with the Phillies here, like the last week or two weeks of the yeah. season, and they pulled it out. So and I've, and Ozzy Albies really stepped it up after Acuna went down. Yeah, and he's been sneakily one of the best players in baseball and nobody talks about him. So I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I, I, I really have a good feeling about the Braves. Yeah. Uh, just, and, and it kind of lines up perfectly for them because I mean, like the Brewers, they're not a horrible team, but they're not a team built for the postseason. Just like you said, Combs, I, I like, I'm taking yeah. your words. Well, they were before the... their setup guy went <laughs> and punched a wall. Right. Yeah. And the Giants and Cards don't really excite me. the The only team that that excites me is the Dodgers there, and I think I agree with you on that. Is like they cannot win a one game, a one game play, playing game versus the Cardinals. I just like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have faith in that. So, uh, right. so Combs has the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series over the Houston Astros in you. You said seven games, right? Or no, six games. I'm sorry, six games. Yeah. So. Uh, mark it down. Combs is never wrong, guys. So if you are playing some bets, go just go ahead and get it in there. But guys, it is time for the bottom line with Kevo here. Uh, and un- and unfortunately, Kevo had um, some things happen in his personal life, so he is unable to make it tonight. So we are going to replay the first episode ever with the bottom line with Kevo here. So he didn't have his mic set up then because you know he kind of had some technical difficulties right before the game. So Start, start, started, or be right for the show started. So sit back and relax and enjoy the bottom line with Kevo. And then at 10.05, guys, or actually be about 9.55, we do have the after hour show starting as well. So, guys, sit back and enjoy some bottom line with Kevo and then join us with the after hours here in about 20 minutes as well. Number one, um, one thing I noticed, I read a couple articles and I was, I was working on an article, decided not to, um, kind of go through with it but basically um talking about the draft stigma that is given to certain quarterbacks um quarterback number one for example we'll talk to sean watson um what was the big thing out of him or the the one knock right he won championships uh or a championship he you know beat saban um but the knock was oh we don't know if he can look past his first read um, and it's funny because Robert Griffin got the same knock. Um, Lamar Jackson got the same knock. Michael Vick, same knock. Jameis Winston, same knock. And the thing about Jameis Winston that was crazy was like, of all prospects, he's not the one that, you know, should have been getting that knock of all of them that I just named Jameis was kind of 
like he was considered that kind of can't miss. But even then, it was like, oh, we don't know after the first read if he's capable of making good decisions. But we didn't hear that from Mark Sanchez or Marcus Mariota or, I mean, um, the dude Jake Locker or Locker, Locker from Tennessee. So it, it's just funny because you, you kind of see the difference in the portrayal in these certain quarterbacks, and there's just something we have in common with all of them. And I, I don't necessarily like it. I'm not really a huge fan. I'm also not someone who tries to, like, make things, like, super, super serious. So we will go into, with the next topic, something a little less serious. It's kind of more funny. But this is the one where it's kind of like I, when I have a chance, I do like to bring attention to said topics so that, you know, it's a conversation to be had. That's the whole point of my podcast is to spark genuine, progressive conversation. It's not to convince anyone of anything or the other. It is purely to spark genuine, progressive conversation. So, Kev, you know, this is something that that I myself, like I've talked about on this show um, in the past as well. And one thing for me as a Bears fan, I was, we did a, a draft night show. I was super excited when they traded up and, and drafted Justin Fields. And the night that they passed on Deshaun Watson to go get Mitch Trubisky, the second they announced that pick, I turned off the TV. I went to bed. I, I was, I was angry. And the first thing that I had said when we talked about it that draft night was I said, the Bears are never going to be a successful organization until they come to the realization that they can actually draft a black quarterback. Because that is one of the things that they have never really done. And and the fact that they went out and got Justin Fields was great. Now they've got to, obviously they've got to go get the the coach that that can actually coach them. That that would be a, a huge benefit for him. But you're right. I mean that that it has been, you know, something that they had, you know, has been a a problem when it comes to, you know, the mobile quarterback, the black quarterback. It's it's always been something that they've talked about. Can they read? Can they do this? One of my knocks on Justin Fields coming out of college was he tends to hold on to the ball too long. And and that's still a knock I have him on him now in the NFL is that he's got to learn how to get rid of the ball a little bit quicker. I don't know if that stigma ever goes away though. Because this has been one of those leagues where, it, you know, it's progressing. I mean, we're starting to see a lot more mobile quarterbacks. The mobile quarterback is really starting to take over this league. So I don't know if it'll continue to be a thing. But why do you think that that has been a thing? So we got no volume coming out of you right now, Kev. Yeah, so... so, so... I think it's been a thing is it is because of all the players that you said there, Michael Vick, uh, uh, Jackson, it's like, 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 et cetera. Like these haven't been pocket passers per se low, low Mar Jackson as an NFL quarterback still, now. still can't yeah, still you. cannot throw out of the pocket. Let's just be flat out honest. And he is a one, one of the trashiest quarterbacks in the NFL because he is you a running back playing this. quarterback position. You stop with but, the blasphemy right now. He does this every time, Kev, but every time we talk Lamar, but I don't think that stigma will ever get away just because when you see these high profile black quarterbacks, 
they are on teams like Ohio State. They're saying Justin Fields cannot read his second or third, you know, spots on the field. He didn't have to. He had the best right. freaking receiver on the field. It was wide open. Why do you want to throw him to second receiver? You don't have to. So the only way that this stigma ever goes away is if, I don't know, the next five or six years, the best athletes, let's say Michael Vick, uh, Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, they all go to Division two schools that don't have the best athletes, and then they still dominate with a packet with a pocket style type of approach. That's the only way the stigma will ever go away. Kev, this is your segment. What are your thoughts? And so you're absolutely right. Um, I don't think the stigma is going away. And that's because the top tier athletes aren't going to division two schools or, you know, division three schools. Um, also, if I want to be honest with you, I'm a little bit on the train with you on Lamar Jackson uh, as far as a quarterback, no. but we can talk about that later. No, um, I think that he's a great football player. I'm not gonna call him a great quarterback. That's, oh. but we could, that's another conversation for another time next week. Um, but my, my thing is back to, uh, Combs when you ask why I think that is, I think human naturally people tend to fear or cast off things that they don't understand or that they don't like things they can't figure out, right? They don't understand. Um, we call people like Kyrie Irving weird because what he's saying doesn't match our normal opinion. The NFL for so long has been a league where winning one type of way works. It used to be ground and pound. My quarterback didn't have to be that great, but I need to have a great running back and dominant in the trenches, offensive and defensive line. Um, and it wasn't until somebody decided, okay, yeah, I don't mind being the crazy one to change the game. Now it's a passing game. It was stagnant quarterback. There was a, Time where Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, like look at the quarterbacks I'm naming here, stagnant quarterbacks. And someone said, well, I'm going to go get this Vic kid, you know, or I'm going to go get, you know, there, there's a quarterback in the NFL has just been, has just been something that when you're looking for, and this is every position, honestly, in all sports, when you're looking for a quarterback, what are you looking for? Well, I don't want 5'11" you know, Kyler Murray, unless he can do ridiculous things no one else can do. I want 6'6", six, six, you know, Josh Allen with huge arm, right. huge potential. And the black mobile quarterbacks don't fit that. And when when people are really, really good with their legs and you have to find, and all they do is make plays, but in the world we live in, you got to find something. You want to say, oh, he's running because, because here was the biggest thing with Deshaun Watson. He holds the ball too long. But before that, it was at first they said he can't read past the first read because he would look. If it's not open, he would take off. If he saw man coverage, he pretty much yeah. would drop back to take off. They said, oh, he's not reading the coverages. So then he said, OK, I'm going to start reading the coverages. I ain't got no offensive line, but you want me to sit here and read the coverages? That's what I'm going to do. So then he holds the ball too long. Right. It, it's loose, loose. But he had the whole press conference where he sat there. Reporter asked him a question and he highlighted exactly what he's looking at on the field. He says, if the safety comes down, you do this. If he stays up, you do the blah, 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 right? And people praised him for it. But it's like, no, it was always there. But when he stood there and waited for the reads to come with no offensive line, he was holding the ball too long. When he took off because he had no offensive line, he can't make the reads. Yeah. 
And that's I don't just know what the scouts that... were, were were thinking about when they were talking about him not being able to do because all I saw all throughout his college career was a quarterback that knew how to win ball games and, and a quarterback that was ready to come into the NFL and dominate the way that he did it against Alabama in that yep. championship game. This the kid was a just a proven winner. I hate it. Like uh, God. I don't know how the scouts that said Trubisky is a better draft pick than than Deshaun Watson still have a job. I, if if they still have a job, I don't know. I like I don't know how it's possible. And it's crazy because when you get the quarterback position wrong in the NFL, when you because when you're using a, a top pick, a number one, two, three, first round, whatever pick on a quarterback, and you get that wrong, yeah. you set your franchise back five years every time you do that. Right. Yep. Okay. If the Bears would have went Watson, which I the the crazy part about that draft was like, I thought it was a no brainer. I know I'm no scout, and I know I'm no like, but I was just like, one. Let's be honest, I didn't really know nothing about Mahomes. He was playing at Texas Tech. Like, like nobody I, did, and he was a losing right. quarterback at Texas. And he Tech. was losing average. But I'm watching Deshaun Watson do things to Nick Saban that the only other quarterback I've seen do that is Johnny Manziel. But he obviously doesn't have Johnny Manziel qualities, right? Um, in, in terms of the immaturity and things like that. I was like, he says all the right things. He's got the body for it. He's yeah. mobile. He gives you things that a lot of quarterbacks don't. And he, he's well coached, right, at Clemson. Um, and like you said, he was a winner. And I think that sometimes that's a bit overblown, but there's a reason why like, Tom Brady goes to teams. They go from eight and eight to Super Bowl yeah. winners. Like there's something to be said about, you know, such and such is a winner. Like I think that that term was overused with like Tim Tebow. But – being there's something Tim there's Tebow something. was a winner though. I mean, he, he, he never but, got a chance after winning with with Denver. Yeah, look, listen, listen. We not. Well, I'm not going. I don't care if you you win a playoff <laughs> game with three completions. I'm not putting that on you. And and the whole well, he's a winner though. I, no, no, no. Tom Brady no. wins them all the time with three interceptions. That that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Now, Tom Brady also comes back from up twenty eight three. I mean down twenty eight three, and Tom Brady does the stuff against the Seahawks. And when he gets the ball, you know it's over with. Even though the Seahawks should have won that one, by the way, that was that was so maddening. Um, But (laughs) um, back to the topic, you know, I I didn't. I was so surprised that like Deshaun was not. I I thought it was obvious. And I'm a North Carolina fan, and Mitch Trubisky was solid in college. He was better than Bren Renner, who was the quarterback before him, and he was better than Marquise Williams, the quarterback after him, and. But he only had one year of college, and we didn't really know what he was. Um, and I think that that helped him. They thought, well, hey, he's closer to that prototypical what we want in a quarterback than Watson is. I think that's really what it comes down to. A lot of these owners are old school owners. You know, a lot of these teams don't choose to have black quarterbacks. Uh, Virginia McCaskey is only 104. She's not that old school. <laughs> so so going back on ta 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 topic here while you were thinking like my mind started to like spin here when you think of a 65 white guy what kind of position on any like on a football field or a basketball court do you think he is he he is going to be in my head a quarterback and a post guy right when right. you when you think of a 65 black guy what kind of player do you think he is going to be on the football field? A wide, wide receiver. receiver. Yep. On the basketball court, 
a shooting guard, you know, mm-hmm. t- two regard. So, so with that, with that being said, I mean, yes, it is a judgment by your height and color of your skin, but like, I think that is why that mold will probably never be broken because you will never get a six five black quarterback. They will always be six three and under. They will always like if you're six five and over, you are playing basketball yeah, or wide receiver. Russell. receiver. Tamarcus Russell was that's huge. that is a, a big part of that is because you know here, who's the one who's the black quarterback now who like want who's pocket passer more so than anything else. We're talking Teddy Bridgewater Mahomes. and Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes is is a, a unicorn. I really don't count him in any situation <laughs> when, when we say these things. He's got the strong arm. He's got the mobility. He got to stand in the pocket and light you up. He he just he's he he doesn't count. We can't talk about him yeah. when we say these. So your pocket passer, uh, Russell. Um, uh, Russell Wilson is pretty solid too. But you is a pretty solid answer as well. But you got to remember, Russell Wilson be moving now. Russell Wilson holds yeah. the ball a long time, and a lot of his plays come off of. He's just sitting there spinning around in the backfield, wow. doing all this stuff, and defensive ends can't right. tackle him. And the Russell and Wilson's little, defense, he holds the ball for a long time because they he give him the ball 35 seconds to throw it. Super <laughs> long time. Yeah, his offensive but, line gives him a ton of time to throw it. I'm not sure. Um, I, okay, oh, and your point about basketball, the NBA is a little bit different because, like, J.J. Redick, right now, J.J. Redick is 6'4". Like, 6'5", at this point, is a, is a shooting guard. And they want your point guard. You want big guys, right. but football, absolutely. When I think six five, fast, I want your receiver, especially if you got hands. But now these, you know, it's all going to be about just because you're six five. If you play quarterback in college, I'm going to, you know, you need to draft to play quarterback. This is why Lamar Jackson played quarterback at Louisville for two or three years, however long it was, and then they were like, "Hey, do you want to come play wide receiver?" Because, to your point. He had that body style like, yo, he is super fast. Yeah, uh, we can put him. And he was like, no, like I'm a, I'm a quarterback. Hey, do you, you want to play a running back? Got a, a pocket passer. Yes, and that's a great, that's a great, um, that's a great um, kind of counter to what I was saying because well, I'm a Cowboys fan, Dak Prescott. But even coming out of Mississippi State, he wasn't a pocket passer. He oh, was yeah. kind of like that read option power football, very similar to Cam. At Auburn, not quite nearly as good. So for all listening, listen, I'm not saying that Dak in college was Cam in college, but that was him. He didn't really develop that. You know, let me sit here and read the reads until he came into a Jason Garrett offense that was all about timing and rhythm and things like that. Right. Um, so to bring our conversation full circle, I agree. I don't think that that stigma is going to go away. I don't know what has to happen, but a lot of the owners are old school. Um, played old school football, have old school philosophies. And they're the ones who, you know, when you were, when you run a business, you bring people in your business, you hire those who can help carry out your vision. So I'm not bringing a coach who just completely thinks the game different than me. I'm going to bring somebody who I at least, okay. Yeah. I like where his head is at. His head is near where my head is at. We, got some things in common we can make this work that's kind of where we're at yeah so it's number one um one thing i noticed i read a couple articles and i was i was working on an article decided not to um 
kind of go through with it. But basically, um, talking about the draft stigma that is given to certain quarterbacks. Um, quarterback number one, for example, we'll talk to Sean Watson. Um, what was the big thing out of him? Or the, the one knock, right? He won championships, uh, or a championship. He, you know, beat Saban. Um, but the knock was, oh, we don't know if he can look past his first read. Um, and it's funny because Robert Griffin got the same knock. Um, Lamar Jackson got the same knock. Michael Vick, same knock. Jameis Winston, same knock. And the thing about Jameis Winston that was crazy was like, of all prospects, he's not the one that, you know, should have been getting that knock. Of all of them that I just named, Jameis was kind of like, he was considered that kind of can't miss. But even then it was like, oh, we don't.